Brothers and sisters, yesterday we spoke about the great mystery of consoling the Lord's heart. The way that the church has seen in devotions like the Sacred Heart, uh, where Jesus himself came from heaven and revealed this beautiful devotion at a time where he wanted to, 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 to <laughs> I guess, instill more fire in our hearts at the goodness at, at his heart and, and, and to see in the humanity of Christ the, the divine love of the Father, the, the source of all love uh, in the Trinity, but also of, of everything, God the Father. And this incredible love of the burning heart of Jesus um, for us. And, and that somehow mysteriously that Jesus uh, is connected and united to the affliction of those who experience suffering um, here on earth. And uh, so the whole question of the risen Lord and his communion, his unity with, with, with his suffering body. And so we said that St. Manuel had really profoundly understood this, because this happened to him in this moment when he had had the experience of the, the abandoned tabernacle. He felt the, the sadness in the Lord's heart um, about, about how people knew that he was there, but got so caught up in the things of the world. And it's easy for all of us. You know, it's easy for all of us to go on a retreat and to have that bit of separation from the world, a pilgrimage, a day of prayer, and we get really close to the Lord. And you could say that we can see clearly. We, we, we come to reality. See, the temptation is to think that, oh, I'm going down to, I'm, I have to go back to reality after a prayer retreat, or I have to, you know, you've actually come to reality itself in that prayer retreat. And that, you, in fact, when you leave and you leave your union with God, your prayer with God, when you when you lose a contact with God, you, you're not you're moving away from reality in that sense. You go back into the illusion of the world, or when I say the illusion of the world, the world is real. But what I mean is that that you, we go back into losing the full perspective and that knowledge of faith that it, that informs our, our whole experience of life. And this is why, um, you know. Pray in front of the blessed sacrament or pray in general is so important to keep that contact with the living God and that, that mystery. So anyway, St. Manuel would see that coming before the Lord in the tabernacle, sometimes how mysteriously it touches the Lord's heart. And he calls it keeping company of compassion. And he would gather, his, part of his preaching apostolate was to gather as many souls to keep company with the Lord, to, that, that no tabernacle would be abandoned and that sign of a living parish, a sign of a living community would be that people would frequently visit the Lord, knowing that he was there. If Jesus was in your house, truly present, substantially present, which is what the church teaches, that, that is not just a presence, but it's actually him, just as real as you and I, except that the person who is present is a divine person, is Jesus Christ. And if he was in your house, you would want to go and speak with him all the time because he has every grace, every healing, every solution, everything. And so this is this really has to inform our faith. And, and this is only faith and prayer. Only prayer and the frequent use of the sacraments will help us really grow in this knowledge or to receive this understanding that the Lord is present in this profound way. So he says, on speaking about the company of compassion, he says that compassion, you know, unites two people and it makes them one. You know, it's, it's, it's also the suffering with the other. Um, it, it, it's entering into the other person's pain and misery. And in that sense, you become one. Their pain becomes your pain. And, and also, it's also true um, that I think that, that also on the flip side of all of this is that we could sit with the Lord in adoration and enjoy his joy in heaven. 
Um, and that these are mysteries. As Catholics, we're holding so many things in tensions. We're holding so things that are so many things that are way above us in one sense, but we can get glimmers of it with our mere human understanding. Anyway, he says, "This is a company of compassion, the one that exists between Jesus and me, and which implies communication, an exchange of looks and words, of, of needs and affections, the one that makes me look, talk, listen, ask, receive, trust, feel." and love like him, and with him. O soul, you who believe with a living faith in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, can you comprehend the immensity of the love that the heart of Jesus would receive in his tabernacle, and of the sweetness, security, and peace that would flood you if your heart would have no other rhythm except that of the heart of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament? Two hearts with the same rhythm are only one heart. That is a work of perfect compassion. He goes on, To trust is to believe that Jesus Christ, true God and true man, is present in the tabernacle with the same power with which he is in heaven, with the same heart with which he is consoled and healed so many sorrows and miseries during his earthly life. We have to believe that in the tabernacle, neither his power nor his heart is inactive. Jesus is active. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at this tomorrow. He's active. We have to realize that as much interest and zeal as we have in striving for the success of good work, the living heart, the living heart, real and powerful in the tabernacle, is much more interested in its success. In, in other words, your transformation. He loves his glory and our salvation infinitely more than we are capable of loving them. Is that hopeful that he loves our salvation more 